0: Hello, and welcome to Bun Bun Storytime, the podcast where I tell stories to listeners. You've come to our spooky season, where you'll hear chilling tales, urban legends, and discover mythical creatures. But beware, these tales are chilling. And I really wouldn't listen before bedtime. So relax in your easy chair. Drink your favorite potion. And join me as I hop in. La they had never seen Tia Zenaida so angry. Coco and Rosita scrambled out of the house. The moment they stumbled onto the street, they realized how right Aunt Zenaida had been. It was dark outside. They were walking home in the black of the night. Tengo miedo, Rosita whispered into Coco's ear. Don't be afraid, Rosita. Coco took her sister's hand and wrapped her arm around Rosita's shoulders. "'We'll walk home together.' "'I know my way home,' Coco said bravely. "'It's so quiet. It's so scary,' Rosita whined. "'Well, then, let's make some noise. "'Let's sing the counting song. "'One and one, and two and two. "'Toss the stones.' That's what you do. The girls continued their slow march through the dark streets toward their home while singing their song. People began to turn on their lanterns. A soft glow filtered out through the windows of the few huts and adobe homes of the small sleepy town. Only a little bit more to go. We'll be home soon, Coco encouraged her sister. Are we near Grandfather's Cornfield? Rosita asked. "'Almost. Why? "'It's really dark there. No homes. Just ours,' Rosita whispered. "'Oh, we'll be fine,' Coco reassured her. "'But what if... what if the hairy hand is waiting for us?' "'Oh, the hairy hand isn't real. Tia Zenaida just tried to scare us.' "'Well, it worked,' Rosita mumbled. "'I'm pretty scared.' "'Oh, don't be scared,' Coco said. "'They entered into the cornfield, and Coco saw something. "'There it was, floating in front of them within the cornfield, "'fluttering under the moonlight like a shimmering white veil, "'swaying side to side. "'It slowly inched forward. "'Coco covered her sister's mouth and forced her to kneel.'" Don't scream. Coco felt Rosita's chest rising up and down. Her little sister's tears ran over her hand. The girls remained kneeling on the ground, frozen and mute, mesmerized. They watched the veil sway side to side. They heard a sharp crunching sound. Rosita let out a small yelp. Coco stared at Rosita with a beckoning look to calm down and be quiet. The crunching sounded again. Coco knew that sound. Someone was stepping on dry corn leaves. Someone was in the mazel. The girls heard a low moan. It wasn't loud at first. Just a slow groan. Uh... The girls continued to stare at the veil. Suddenly the veil turned directly towards them. This time, the moaning was louder. Mijos! Mijos! The veil soared towards them faster. My children! My children! The girls stood, screamed, and ran past the field toward the low glow of the house. As they ran... They heard trotting behind them. Tum tum. Their chest pounded. Tum tum tum. It got closer. Tum tum tum. And closer. Rosita, Coco, Perrin, stop. The girls halted in their tracks and turned. Their grandfather, Arnolfo, on his horse, Medlerio, appeared from the dark. Apolito. Something's following us, Rosita wailed. It's me, I'm following you, your grandfather responded. When I noticed it was getting dark, I went to your Tia Zenaida's to pick you up. But you had already started home. No. Grandfather, something was in your cornfield. It was floating among the cornstalks, Coco cried. It was a ghost, Abuelito, Rosita whimpered. "'Oh, there are no such things as ghosts, Rosita. "'I've told you that many times,' he reprimanded. "'We saw something in the field tonight. "'I think it saw us too,' said Coco. "'When it saw us, it moaned and said something like, "'Mijos, my children.' "'It was La Llorona. "'It's the weeping woman, Grandfather,' Rosita yelled." "'Great-grandmother Yacinta says La Llorona walks the streets in search of the children that she killed.' "'Rosita,' Grandfather Anolfo retorted. "'Don't believe everything your bisabuela, Jancita, tells you. "'Those are just stories people tell to make the time pass.' "'But those stories are scary. "'You need to tell Mama Yacinta to stop telling her tales of horror.' Rosita demanded. I'll talk to her, Hitita. Now, hop onto Mi Delirio. He will take you home. Grandfather Arnolfo slid off his horse and lifted her onto Mi Delirio. Coco, Grandfather Arnolfo said, walk home with me and explain exactly what you saw. Well,. When we got near your cornfield, we saw something floating within the cornstalks. It looked like a white veil, or even a sheet. It was quiet. Rosita and I were quiet too, but then we heard a noise. It scared Rosita and she just squealed. That thing hurt her and turned around like it was looking at us. Then it started to moan and say, My children, oh, my children. It looked like it was coming after us, so we screamed and ran away. Then you showed up. Don't you believe me? Yes, me, Hidita. I believe you, little one. But don't worry about it anymore. I will investigate. Rosita and you had quite an adventure tonight. So, just eat your supper and be off to bed. That night after a wonderful supper, Coco went to sleep and dreamed she was the hero. She squashed the hairy hand with the biggest boot in the world. She caught La Llorona by tangling her up in a sword mounted upon Mi Delirio. Everyone cheered for her and threw roses at her. Everyone except the one with the beady eyes. Those beady eyes stared her down from within the cornstalks. The beady eyes challenged her. She slid off Mi Delirio, sword in hand, and marched towards them. As she approached the field, the beady eyes confronted her. She raised the sword. Ya levantate. Get up. Rosita shook her awake. Mia You scared me, Coco told her sister. Coco sat up in bed and realized she had forgotten a very important detail from last night's encounter with La Llorona. Coco realized she had seen gleaming eyes below La Llorona. She had seen those eyes before. She just couldn't remember where she had seen them. She would have to tell Grandfather about this additional clue as the girls ate their breakfast Mama Yacinta shuffled in complaining tonight I will hide in the field with my rifle and wait like a sneaky coyote I'll catch that shameless scoundrel Mama Yacinta Arnolfo will take care of that situation there's no need for you to do such a thing Implored Abuelita Juana "'Nonsense! I will find out who, or what, is stealing our corn,' Mama Yacinta scoffed. Coco and Rosita looked at each other wide-eyed. "'Mama Yacinta, we saw something in the cornfield last night,' explained Coco. "'It was La Llorona,' blurted Rosita. "'You saw something? Tell me.' "'Well, "'We already told Abuelito Arnolfo,' Coco shrugged. "'He said he would begin an investigation. "'My faithful rifle and I will solve this investigation tonight,' "'Mama Jacinta waddled outside and the girls followed her "'with their last spoonfuls of breakfast. "'The girls loved their bisabuela, Jacinta, or Mama Jacinta, "'as everyone called her, because she was the oldest person in their town,' followed by her twin sister, Tia Abuela Andrea. They were tiny, thin women who seemed wrapped from their heads to their ankles in one long black shawl. How they walked so fast with all those years on their backs was a wonder. Their short legs were as stiff as they were old, which prevented them from bending so easily. From far away, the sisters resembled a couple of penguins walking side by side. But Quite contrary to peaceful penguins, they quarreled on their way to church or with anyone who bothered to cause them any nuisance. The only way that Rosita or Coco could tell them apart was that Tia Abuela Andrea had a faithful dog, Bruno, who accompanied her everywhere. Abuelita Juana said Great Aunt Andrea was independent. She refused to live with them. She was stubborn and proud and didn't want to become a burden. She was determined to live alone until the last day of her life. She didn't agree to much, but she did agree to spend every Sunday with her sister and her family. Usually, they gathered for breakfast, ate, then went to church. Then, they drove in the carriage to the nearest town and bought supplies for the week. While waiting for the supplies, they would go have lunch. After a good lunch, they would then have dessert, usually ice cream. Even Bruno got an ice cream cone. They would eat their ice cream cone in the carriage on their way home. When they got home, it was dark. Everyone got out of the carriage and helped carry the supplies into the house. Abuelito Arnulfo prepared to drive Tia Abuelo Andrea home with the few supplies she had purchased. As they waved goodbye to her and the carriage drove away, Coco caught sight of Bruno. Bruno sat calmly and proudly in the back of the wagon. As the carriage got farther away, all you could see was the reflection of Bruno's eyes. Bruno's eyes? Was it possible? Was Coco certain? Or was it just part of her dream? Could Bruno be the beady eyes she saw in the cornfield? Or were the beady eyes make-believe and just a creation of her mind? After all, she dreamt things like she hadn't done in reality. Doubt settled into her mind more easily than she slid into her bed. Should she tell her grandfather about the beady eyes? Should she tell him about Bruno and that he might be the thief in the field? As she lay in bed... She heard a familiar shuffle of feet along the dry dirt floors in the kitchen. She snuck out of the bedroom and saw Mama Yacinta making her way towards the door with her faithful rifle thrown over her right shoulder. "'Where are you going, Mama Yacinta?' Coco asked in a whisper. "'I will catch that thief tonight. "'If I don't, we won't have enough corn for the winter. "'Go back to bed.' Don't tell anyone where I'm going. Mama Yacinta walked out and headed towards the cornfield. Coco knelt on the floor. She was confused. What if she was right? What if she really did see beady eyes in the cornfield? What if it really was Bruno? What if Mama Yacinta catches him in the cornfield? What if she shoots him? She couldn't let that happen. She stood and approached her grandfather's bedroom door. She knocked on the door. Who is it? It's me, abuelita. I must tell you something. I think it's important. Grandfather Arnolfo opened the door. He didn't look so powerful standing in his pajamas. Que pasa, mija? What's going on? Mama Jacinta went into the cornfield with her rifle. She says she's going to catch the thief. Oh? He sighed. I'll get dressed and bring her home. Go back to sleep. Yeah, but there's more, Coco explained. I think Bruno's the one stealing the corn. Why do you think that? I remembered I saw beady eyes in the field last night when we saw La Yarona. I wasn't scared of the beady eyes because I had seen them before, but I didn't know where. Tonight, as you drove away in the carriage, Bruno was in the back. I saw the reflection of his eyes in the dark. I'm certain he was in the field last night. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. Please, Grandfather, may I go with you? "'Vamanos!' As soon as he answered her, a gunshot rang out. Hurry, Coco! There was no time for Grandfather Ranulfo to change into his work clothes. They ran right out the door and into the cornfield as fast as their feet could carry them. Yarona que nada, nada de la yarona. Mama Jacinta shouted while rolling on the ground entangled with la yarona. There is no such thing as la yarona. "'No such thing!' Swell Let me go!' "'Screeched Tia Abuela Andrea "'as she slipped away from Mama Jacinta's grip "'and rose to her feet. "'So... "'You're the little thief!' "'Mama Yacinta bellowed, "'tackling her sister to the ground once more. "'Bruno whined and whimpered, "'stepping from one side of the scuffle to another, "'unable to make sense of the situation.' Grandfather Alnofer slowly wrapped his arms around his mother's waist and easily lifted her back into her feet. Mama, por favor, calm down. Humph! Mama Yacinta stood grasping a piece of white sheet in her hands. She crumbled the white sheet like a piece of paper and angrily threw it onto the ground. She then crossed her arms onto her chest. Never, never would I have imagined that my own familia would steal from me. Enough, mother. Tia Andrea is not stealing. You're right, she is family. Because she is family, she can take as much corn as she needs. Tia Abuela Andrea stood and dusted herself off. Hmm, just like you, Jacinta, to think everything belongs to you. She yelled, pointing an accusatory finger at her sister. Just because you were born a few minutes before me. Bruno sprung towards Tia Abuelo Andrea, sniffing her whole lower body as if checking to see if any harm had come upon her. Bruno, I'm fine. And with a sweep of her palm, he obediently sat next to her. But sister, stealing, that is so unbecoming our family. There is no need for you to steal. Ask "'And we'll help you,' implored Mama Jacinta. "'I don't like to ask!' shouted Tia Abuela Andrea, "'throwing her fists down and thrusting them behind her back. "'Grandfather Analfo walked up to his Aunt Andrea "'and held her hand between his hands. "'You're right, Tia Andrea. "'You do not have to ask for anything. "'Asking if you need help is my right and responsibility "'as head of the family.' he stated in a calm and loving voice. "'Tia, will you please accept my apologies? Will you please come and live with us? We would be so grateful to have you be with us.' "'Oh, yes, Tia Abuela Andrea, please come stay with us. We love your stories, your cooking, your sewing, everything. Please say that you will,' Coco insisted, taking her great aunt's hands into her own and placing them into her chest near her heart.' You know we love you. Don't make us beg. We have our pride too, Mameyasinta stated, pushing Coco aside gently. But, if we are being honest, I do worry about you being all alone in your house. But I am never alone. I have Bruno, Tia Abuela Andrea explained. Nevertheless, I would feel so happy to live with my family once again. I love you. Mama Yacinta answered, reaching for her sister and hugging her. There is always room in our home for family, Grandfather Arnolfo added. And Bruno? Tia Abuela Andrea asked. Bruno is family too. Wherever you go, he goes, Coco responded. Well, I don't have much of a choice. How can I say no? Tia Abuela Andrea finally agreed. Coco hugged her great aunt. We're going to have so much fun. Thank you, Tia. The next morning, while everyone was sitting at the table having breakfast, Rosita listened to the retelling of the previous night's happenings. So, Tia Andrea, you were pretending to be La Llorona? Rosita asked. Poroname Chiquita. Tia Abuela Andrea looked at Rosita, reaching for her hand and patting it. Forgive me, little one. "'But, Tia Abuela, you scared Coco and me,' Rosita whined, pulling her hand away from her great-aunt. "'Why did you do that?' Rosita insisted. "'It was dark outside. Good little girls have no business outside at that hour and alone. "'I thought to myself, I might as well teach those ninitas a lesson. So I scared you. "'See, Rosita, like Grandfather says,' There's no such things as ghosts like La Llorona, Coco explained. Don't pretend, Coco. You were scared too, Rosita scoffed. "Ninjas, people are crafty when they need something, Grandfather Analfo explained. Everyone in this town knows the story of La Llorona, and Tia Andrea was crafty enough to use it to meet her needs. As a result, I'm sure no one will ever try to steal our corn. Everyone thinks our cornfield is haunted now. Only we know the truth? Rosita asked. Yes, Rosita. Only we know the truth.